Welcome to the Star Power Podcast. I'm Amy Stair, CEO of Star Power, and we're bringing you best practices from best agents in a brand neutral environment and open sharing. We hope you enjoy this roundtable discussion featuring our stars. Hi, this is Amy Stair, CEO of Star Power, and this is another Real Estate Star Power podcast. We have with us Leslie Rudasmith, our immediate past president of the National Association of Realtors, and her husband, Brian. They are successful realtors in Plano, Texas. And we also have Wendy Starr and Lindsay Smith from Durham region of East Toronto. Today, we're talking about uh, buyer madness, let's put it that way. Um, in this multiple offer market that we're all dealing with, we've got several things happening. First of all, we've got buyer burnout from offering and losing and offering and losing. We also have um, buyer remorse because they've maybe waived inspections and now they're getting uh, cold feet. And then just trying to get buyers to buy something right now with the interest rates up. So let's start with buyer burnout. How are we keeping buyers engaged when they've already lost on one, two, even three competitive offer situations? I can speak to that one. Um, the, um, I don't work with a lot of buyers um, because we do have a team. And when I do, um, the last two buyers that I worked with, which were probably a year or so ago, um, one of them I wrote 10 offers for and the other one I wrote 13 offers for before we actually purchased a home. And part of that is staying positive yourself and not setting them up for failure and always knowing what their limit is for each house. And that if you go to that limit and you don't win, that nobody's going to be upset. They knew that they did their best. But really, really what's important is for us not to get discouraged and for us to keep moving forward. I remember the last one I said, I think the market's going to change and I think prices are going to start going up. Um, this would, would have been for January. And I said, we are going to go out. We are going to look at every house that fits your criteria every single week, and we're going to write offers on every single one of them so that we will get you into the house before the prices go up. Well, sure enough, prices went up $200,000, and they had purchased their house before that. So they also have to trust you, and, and you have to share your knowledge with them without scaring them. So how do you talk to me as a buyer about this is what the current market condition is and this is what I need to be prepared for? What do you say to me? Well, one of the things that Lindsay and I do is we do stats every single week. We do monthly stats. So we know what's happening in the market. We know how many houses are selling. We know how much over asking price they're selling for. So I can advise the, the client pull out the numbers. They can see them on paper. They're not just listening. And I can say, okay, this past week, the homes that sold, the average home sold for 115% over asking price. So we're going to have to look at it. It makes our jobs harder. We're going to have to do comparables. We're going to have to know what the real market value is of that property. But we may be paying 15, 20, 25, 30% 
over asking price. And the other thing, too, is knowing it's very helpful to know the agents, the other agents in the market, the listing agents, and how they're pricing their homes. Mm -hmm. Some of them have reputations for pricing very, very low so that they can tell the world that they, you know, their average asking at list to sell is 50% over asking price. So knowing, knowing that and knowing that you have to do more homework, mm -hmm. right? You just can't, you just can't guess at these things right now. On a real, let's go real granular for those who are wondering, how are you keeping track of those numbers? You're putting them in a Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet? Yeah, we use Excel spreadsheet. Okay. Um, and we also do absorption charts, rates, things like that. So we know how much inventory there is in, in all the different price ranges. How much time should I expect to be spending on a weekly basis to keep track of those numbers? Really? It takes me an hour Monday mornings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think too, Amy, it's, it's about setting expectations. Really, that's what it comes mm -hmm. down to. And that's either expectations of, of how long it's going to take to buy a property or what the price, they're, like how much over asking price they're going to have to pay. So I think when you lay all the, all the, the information out in front of the people, um, it just makes it, it's easier when they understand as the, their, their experience unfolds, it unfolds in the way that you're depicting it's going to unfold. And the flip side is the same with the sellers. Like we just sold a house for a seller. I priced it 15% under our target price and it sold, and it sold for $190,000 over what we asked. It sold within $4,000 of 15%. So it's also knowing from the seller side what the, the trends are doing as well. That's really smart. Brian. I like to, um, I think a lot of this is on us. Uh, first of all, I agree with Lindsay. You've got to do that. You've got to educate these buyers on what the current market conditions are and what they should expect. Um, and if they've been submitting some offers, can you change some of your terms and conditions? Um, another thing is I'm always calling. I, I hunt a lot, so I always like to know the animal I'm hunting. So I want to communicate with the other agent. What are your seller's needs? When are they moving? What do they need? Well, you know, I'd love to stay here 60 more days after closing, for example. Tailor that offer to where that hits a, a button with that seller. And another thing or two, we had a big deal here in our, in our office in Dallas. Some of the girls were talking to me about the, uh, I couldn't believe that I would never buy something without an option period. But that's the way it was for a while. Still is, I guess. But I said, why don't you take your favorite inspector with you when you show the house? That way it's, he can put an eyeball on everything and say, hey, this house is solid. Take a look at some of the systems and, um, and get past that potential objection. Um, with multiple offers, seller doesn't want to tie his property up during that option period, possibly. So those are the few things I would be conscious of. What an interesting spin to take the home inspector with you on the showing. Yeah. Um, there was something else. Uh, I, I think what I'm hearing out of you guys is more education up front is going to prevent the buyer burnout because they're going to know what to expect in the process. Is that a fair statement? I would say yes, but I do have a story that happened several years ago with our daughter that I shake my head about this all the time because buyers and sellers don't always know what a realtor's not telling them or what they should know because a realtor's going to tell you why you should use them 
not why you shouldn't. So she had a listing that was a good friend of hers, and they, he was, the husband was a landscaper, so their front yard was amazing. It was a, like 27 offers came in in four hours. So she's, you know, jumping around trying to make all this happen. And an agent in our own office put in special provisions, there's an odor in the attic that needs addressed. Well, we have an option period in Texas. You have a week to go find out what the odor is. If you don't like the odor, then just say, we're not buying the house. That's how easy it is. So, but what you just told the seller is, you might be difficult to work with because you're already starting out that way by putting something about an odor in the attic. So she got mad because her, this agent in our office, because her offer was not the one accepted out of 27, which was, you know, kind of ridiculous when you think about it. So then our daughter called me and said, what do I do, mom? She's so mad at me. I said, well, it's not your decision. It's the seller's decision. I said, well, why don't you tell her to write a backup offer? And so she said, okay, great idea. So she called the agent and you know what the agent said? No, we are not writing a backup offer. Guess who got the house? The backup offer. Oh. Guess what? That buyer will never know that they lost it the first time because of the odor in the attic. They lost it the second time because their agent would not write a backup offer. They will never know that, probably as long as they live. And that's the sad part about the people in our business that handle things that way. And when you have 27 offers, I mean, what are our odds anyway, right? It's not like we have a 50-50 chance when there are that many numbers. Right, right. The point of that, get control of the property. If, 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 if we have option periods and they're accepted, get control of the property. Then you've got time to do your due diligence. Don't miss out on this from a smell. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what, on the buyer's remorse side then, let's talk about what you do to help your buyers. They've paid 190 over asking price. They waived their inspection. And now grandma and grandpa are talking to them about how they used to transact real estate when they were buying houses and they start getting nervous. How are we handling those buyers? Can we script this? Sure. So Amy, um, when we sat down, you're the buyer. Mm -hmm. You paid 190000 more than asking. So, I mean, when we sat down and we started looking at what your, your hopes and dreams were about a house, I think you told me that you were looking at spending about 10 years in, in your next property. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So you paid a lot of money for this property, and it's the perfect property for you, but you're feeling that feeling that maybe I overpaid. Is that correct? Yeah. And, you know, that's a totally natural feeling. It's a, it's a human nature that's coming out. But what I would have you think about is this. I've been in the business for almost 40 years. I've seen three times that the market values have dropped. They always go up. And if you take a 10-year span, the houses are always worth way more 10 years after when they're purchased. So I'm going to think that this is, that is going to be this. In 10 years, you're going to call me and say, it's time I want a bigger house. And you're going to be looking at the prices on your house, and you're going to be shocked at how high they are. So I think what I would suggest you do is just... Feel comfortable, but what you're feeling is natural. Let's get you into the house, get you excited about it. And 10 years from now, you're going to have a lottery win. Very well handled, Lindsay. Very well handled. What else are you guys doing to address buyer remorse? You know, I was going to piggyback on uh, Lindsay's. Um, as far as how long are you going to be in the house? And that starts the conversation. Um, 
because I've had some ranches and stuff that, yeah, they're getting pretty high-priced. But you know what? When you can excite the senses and then say, you know, how long you plan on keeping this, and what has worked so good, how does it feel? I mean, think about how you feel right now. Sight, sound, and that kind of thing. And that usually does it. How does it feel? You're having them take ownership of the property in that mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. But you're reselling the dream. Yes. You got it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well stated. This has been great stuff on helping those buyers make their decisions in this market. If you want more ideas for that, you should be a member of Star Power Club. We're giving this stuff to you every month, and it's always timely, relevant, and actionable in your business. Get signed up for club by going to starpower.com forward slash club. Until next time, this is Amy Stair, CEO of Star Power. Thanks for listening to the Star Power podcast. We're sure you have colleagues out there who need this information just as much as you do. You can invite them to the Facebook group, share this podcast with them, or bring them to conference with you. Go to starpower.com and explore all the options that are available.